The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, Browns fans? This is Andrew Jackson from Louisville, Kentucky. You listen to the Dogs Podcast. And also, I still hate the Baltimore Ravens. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Zach Kopp, Justin Charles, and Josh All. Hey, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Podcast with special guest Zachary Cop yeah. back in the hey. studio today. Uh, should I call him back-to-back two-time champion, IVC girls yeah. seventh-grade basketball champions? Yeah, basketball's <laughs> finally over, so now I can. Uh, well, that and we were in contract negotiations, and yeah. I wanted Nick, I wanted more money, and inflation's up, so he wanted a raise. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Uh, so good to have Zach back in the studio. Justin knew he was coming, so he said he wasn't. They don't like each other. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's what it is. Uh, obviously, the NFL season's now over. Super Bowl was just this past week. Um, great game, great halftime show. Uh, before we get into all that, remember to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Make sure you tap the notification bell so you never miss a new episode. You can also find us on Apple, Spotify, and Google. Uh, anywhere that you find podcasts if you prefer to just listen lastly if you're looking for more content head to join the dogs.com becoming a dog pack member on our patreon page um we have the episodes come out early there's extra episodes andrew who did our intro today is going to be on the episode so what we do now on the after hours as long as somebody wants to, they jump in and they kind of host the after hours episode and we just kind of pitch in, give our two cents. We let them run the show. Um, so if that's something that interests you, also, if you want to get your intro on the show, head to uh, the dogspodcast.com. Make sure you tap leave voicemail. You can drop a, uh, an intro or you can just drop a voicemail. We'll talk about it. Um, we're going to have a lot of time to fill over the next, what is it now, like four or five months until the next season? I think there's going to be a like lot seven to talk months. about that. Yeah, I think that it's just over 200 days until... The first game. 200 days divided by once a week. <laughs> I'm not very good at math, guys. <laughs> it's going to be, we, we, you know, we got a while till next season. So we got some stuff to talk about. Some, uh, you know, help us out. Um, let us know, you know, draft prospects you guys want us to look into, free agent th- uh, people you want us to pick up, anything like that. Drop a voicemail. We'll talk about it. We'll play it on the show. Or, you know, join the Patreon. You can just jump in and do an after hours and host a, 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 an, an episode. It's pretty fun. We've had, I think, three now and they've all gone uh pretty well so if that's something that interests you uh join the dogs.com uh become an official dog pack member so we had a super bowl season's done before we even talk about the game let's talk some of the things besides the game real quick what was your favorite commercial (laughs) and start with zach start with zach on that Uh, i would probably have to say my favorite commercial was i I like the dr evil one that'd probably be my favorite one just because it it was the funny uh, to me it was one of the funniest ones yeah so if i had to pick it's hard for my favorite is between in the first half they had that rocket mortgage one with uh, anna kendrick yeah that hit pretty close to home for me being the realtor that was pretty funny um and then there's also one with larry david in the first half that was pretty funny yeah larry david that that commercial was funny as well and and then the dr evil one was excellent and then the other one that made me laugh super hard was jim carrey with the cable guy for verizon i don't know maybe that's before your time zach have you ever seen cable guy yeah and actually no i have never seen it funny movie very funny movie so the commercial and he was spot on again 
it was so those were probably like my top four the rest of them eh. yeah yeah not you very had, good yeah Arnold Schwarzenegger in the Zeus one. And Sam Hayek or Selma Hayek or whatever yeah. her name is. Yeah, that one sucked. <laughs> I'm glad to hear you guys say that most of the commercials sucked because I didn't watch any of them. You didn't yeah, watch a single uh, commercial? No, I did not. Uh, I was... So, it kind of just worked out this way. I didn't really even intend it. But all season, when I watch football games, I always... Even the Browns games, I tend to start a little bit late. Okay. So, yeah. then I can just skip right through the commercials as I go through the game. And it really shortened. Then I can go right from the end of the first half straight to the start of the third quarter, right through halftime. I don't watch any of that crap. I just watch the game. Well, I had some stuff going on at the house that kind of, it just worked out this year that I ended up starting the Super Bowl late this year, about 30 minutes late after the game actually started. So I was like, screw it. I'm just going to skip through these commercials anyway. That's part of yeah. the experience, man. Yeah, it so, is, but, but, the, but the commercials have kind of had a been downward. been terrible lately downward trend you missed four really recent. good ones oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah and you gotta watch all it, the so, other yeah. ones yeah you can go catch up on them i'm sure yeah. they're posted somewhere now i like the, i also like the bowling one because we're bowling me you know me and you are yes. bowling guys so yeah but the, I it was, was a disappointed because i thought the guy walking in at the end i thought it was going to be uh jeff bridges i thought it was going to be the big lebowski and i was hoping for woody harrelson yeah i was hoping for woody harrelson for kingpin yeah i thought that would have been Eddie Munson walking in with yeah. his claw. Uh, something I thought it was gonna be. Some, I thought they had Steve Buscemi in it because it was gonna be a play on the Big Lebowski, right? And then they they you know, the door opened and everybody looks over at the door and they show the feet and I'm like, oh, it's gonna be Jeff Bridges. No, no. it was Serena Williams. I have no idea how she fit in. I don't know. I just it, didn't get it. it huh? No, and I like Serena Williams, but it just I was expecting better. Okay, I did see one commercial. And it was my favorite because it's the only one I saw. And I watched it purposely. And it was the trailer for Jurassic World. Oh, okay. see, I saw that yeah. way before the Super Bowl. That came out a couple days before. Oh, well, see, I don't see it. That, was, but, that movie looks awesome. Uh, it does, but not as good as Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, that one looks good as well. Oh, man. I could do a whole episode just on that. <laughs> I don't know uh, if you guys watched the trailer, but holy crap. Yeah, then you got what? I think they showed one of the new Will Smith and the Bel Air. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I don't know what you guys think of that. Like to me, Fresh Prince of Bel Air is kind of like iconic. Yeah. I loved that show when I was younger, and now they're bringing it back as like a drama or right. come on, no iconic show that was uh -huh. kind of featured in a commercial. The Sopranos and the Chevy commercial. That was a pretty. That was kind of cool. Yeah, how they did that and how they worked in. I think it was like from 1999 the intro of when he was driving like a Chevy Suburban or something like that. I will say this about the Bel Air show. I'm, I want to give it, I'm going to give it a chance. Cause I, I just want to see, because I love fresh Prince so much and it's not like they're trying to redo it. Like some of these other sitcoms where they try to redo the sitcom with like new people and it's just dumb. Like they're, they're taking the same characters, but it's a whole different spin on it. It's a different, I don't like it. There's only one doctor <laughs> or uh, uncle Phil for me. And only one Dr. Phil, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but Yeah, I mean, it, as commercials go, they need to do a little better. Yeah, Doritos had one that was just like... like it used to be that like you got, couldn't wait for the Doritos commercial. You couldn't wait for the Bud Light commercial. Like, yeah, you're you, right. You were like right. anticipating like... I remember I, I even said to my wife, I was like, all right, first commercial, who paid all this money to be the first one? And that was just like... Eh. <laughs> I, my favorite commercial from the last so many years it was the year that uh patriots beat the seahawks intercepted it uh at the one there was a commercial it was a nationwide insurance commercial and i don't know if you guys saw this or remember it but it stuck with me and it wasn't supposed to be funny but it was just kind of like <laughs> i can't believe this was the, the commercial and it's this kid and it's his over like his voice talking over the commercial and he's like i was gonna grow up to be a basketball player and a champion and drive cars and then it's like but i didn't because i'm dead and then it shows him in a bathtub that's overflowing and i just <laughs> it's like this probably most, not one you this should. is the most morbid commercial i've ever <laughs> seen in my life it's like it's infamous now you go back and watch it it's crazy i could not believe that it was oh on my gosh tv and i was like way to go nationwide I, I, that's crazy some of the best ones i remember re in recent years were the uh, tide commercials because the i remember the i forget what year it was but it was like the very first one they would do these commercials where do you remember this where it was a, a commercial about something completely different you're like oh this is a 
crazy car commercial or a cowboy <laughs> commercial. And all of a sudden it's like, it turns into a Tide commercial. I know what like, you're talking about. You just didn't see it coming. And then they did it like three or four times during the whole game. They had like these series of commercials. And every time it was like, oh my gosh, they just did it again. <laughs> and it just I, gets you. I kind of remember those. Yeah, I just looked them up. So here's some like hits. I'm just going to throw. I'm not going to go was over the, the Nationwide, not the, one of them? I didn't see that one now. <laughs> the E-Trade baby. The talking baby for those e back. Okay, I did see that. So that that was a hit one, you know, in recent years. Uh, obviously, Budweiser normally always has like a heartwarming, like oh, look at the dog that saves the horse, or the horse <laughs> saves the dog. Um, but this one I saw, and I was like, how annoying this commercial was. This is 2016, so this is six years ago. That puppy monkey baby. Do you remember oh, that one gosh. with like the dancing mo- like puppy? It was wasn't it Mountain Dew? Yeah, that was a Mountain Dew commercial. That one was it. it was <laughs> that was weird, one of the stupidest was... commercials ever. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But at least I mean, give us something. We watched a four-hour football game and only got four good ones this year. Yeah. So that's a little disappointing. Yeah. Um, what dis- didn't disappoint, at least in my point of view, what do you guys think of the, the uh, halftime show? I liked it. So I actually fell asleep <laughs> during it. Like I was like, I was exhausted, but I wanted to watch second half. So I was like, I cat, I'll catnap here during this 45 minute halftime that we're about to have. <laughs> but then I went back and rewatched it. I thought it was very, it was good because they've had some flops in yes. the past years. I thought it was really awesome. I thought it was cool having 50 cent come out because nobody knew that was about to happen. Right. He's, he's been balking. It's balking season. Yeah. Uh, everybody's giving him a hard time for that. He still looks better than me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't hang upside down up there. Uh, I thought Eminem was sweet. Snoop Dogg's just a vibe. I don't know if you guys saw where, like, but right before he went on stage, he was just hitting his little J before I'm like, <laughs> I said, is Snoop Dogg ever not been high for like the last 40 years? Probably not. He I just wakes so. up. And just gets a little bit high immediately and yeah. just like goes through life just a little bit high for his whole life and good for him yeah dr dre i thought he sounded good what's, uh, what's crazy is i saw a video and on tv it sounded good to us but in the stadium i guess it was awful like you couldn't hear okay. them at all i saw somebody took a cell phone video so well, i'd be interested in seeing some more of that to see if it was just that person or if really in the stadium you couldn't hear well you see that a lot i feel like even at home watching like my wife, she likes to watch the, like all the different award shows and like MTV Music Awards and CMA Awards and like the music is always like on volume ten and the singer's microphones on two, so you can't actually <laughs> hear anything that they're singing. Um, so I wonder if there was a little bit of that going on. I honestly, just from being in the kind of production side of things anymore, like in the last couple of years, it, I think that's more for the presentation to the people at home. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're not as concerned about how it sounds to the people in the stadium because they know they're not we've, paying attention. We've got what? Food. What is it? Sixty thousand people in the stadium. We've right. got millions of people watching around the right, world. Yeah, that's so. true. You know what's really funny to me is this was the highest like rated Super Bowl, like had the most viewers in a while in a year where everybody's boycotting the NFL. Yeah, it'd be interesting to know, you know how I mean? many people yeah. how many people tuned in for that halftime show. Like where were views at? You know, leading up. Like if you could see it like in 15 minute clips and then it was like, oh, it's almost the end of the second quarter and uh, 100,000 people more tune in just to watch. So I know Justin probably more. liked it. What about you, Josh? Because you're, you're the boomer of the group. The bo- <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't watch the halftime show. Uh, uh, it was, it was I, good, man. The, it was the, pretty good. I was skipping through it because it's just, it's just the way, whenever I was younger, I, I never really liked any of those artists anyway. The only one that I did like was Eminem, so I stopped him, and I watched him. Man, Snoop and Dre were sweet. I, 50 was Mary I, J. Blige. I didn't understand why she was there. I, I was never a Mary <laughs> fan, never a Snoop fan. I just, Gin I don't know. Juice, man? I didn't like any of those. I just, okay. just wasn't my, my stuff. Eminem, I think if Eminem put on his own show, it would be huge too. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of wished in a way, like, We've gotten now Eminem in the halftime show, but it feels like it left me wanting more because he only got like the one song. Well, he goes on concerts, man. Go buy that. I'm not doing that. (laughs) Watch that for free at my house. It sounds better. Ask the people that were there. You got YouTube. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, I just want to talk about like the stuff surrounding the Super Bowl because it's not, it's like the one game a year where it's not just the game. It's kind of like everything leading up to it. What do you think about the rock around it? Oh, that was the worst, dude. I'm at. I like The Rock, but I'm at rock fatigue. Like, because <laughs> he's it, in every other movie and every Disney movie, and he's in everything. And I feel like the dude. 
he he seems like a super nice guy but he also always somehow manages to like make something current about himself like when joe burrow made the super bowl he made like some long instagram post about how their lives were kind of like synonymous and the same i'm like bro joe burrow's going to the super bowl let him have his moment we don't need an instagram post about how it's like how you made it to the top of entertainment like <laughs> he just always finds a way to make it about the rock i know? thought it was i'm a, i was okay with it it was weird i'm okay with you know them trying to like the enter, get the entertainment or get you know but i thought it was weird that he's just there and is all maroon outfit yeah, i didn't know like purple with, on purple was. with <laughs> with the people with the teams ready for kickoff i mean he's just right there out in the middle of the field <laughs> as mcpherson's getting ready to i think they kicked off for getting ready to kick the ball off Mm-hmm. And it was just like I thought that part was a little bit weird, and it felt like it was dra- it was so drug out. Like shorten it up, man. Yeah, and I don't need you to pause in between every sentence and do like the people's eyebrow to the camera. Yeah, let's be honest. If they <laughs> could, it was always could the that. mic like this. You, know, so you see his bicep is two feet wide. I'm like, I I know, man. Like right. you don't have to keep. He got a. I mean, he got a pretty good pop for it, but I would take uh, UFC and buffer over uh over little rock yeah just it's time that would have been that'd be nice yeah but i i, f- I feel like dana white's probably got him on lockdown yeah, yeah he, i'm he sure char- charged a lot to get rented out right um and then uh, i thought it was super funny that the Bengals kicker didn't go into halftime yeah, yeah he stayed out, <laughs> he and watched stayed out and what he's like bro i'm watching he's like dude all i do is kick yeah do you see who's playing i'm gonna stay out here and watch what, this. and he's like what like a 21 22 year old game he's a rookie yeah, so he's, he's a, a young kid he doesn't know any the, of these the guys video though. of him sitting out there he was just sitting there he's like yeah this, this is fun yeah this is eminem <laughs> yeah. my mom wouldn't let me listen to him like two years ago <laughs> right uh i thought that was super funny um so now that we talked about all that what'd you think of the actual game uh I guess the first the note I put on here is we saw it happens in all football games anymore, it appears, but there were some questionable officiating calls. Well, if we're going to – I was just going to say, if we're going to jump straight to the officiating – go ahead, Zach, you, you jump in there. Well, I was just going to say there were some questionable calls late. There weren't many calls up until that point. You know, me and Josh were kind of talking about it before um, that it was there was no calls. The, the numbers are staggering. Yeah. So what you, what you said. Yeah. So we had. So there was only six penalties called in the entire game. There were four called on back to back to back plays under two minutes to go in the game. Is that part of the like, the hall the penalties in the game, or is it those were separate leading up to that? No, there was literally two other penalties leading up the to that the game. entire game. There was a delay of game in the first half, uh-huh. and then there was one false start, and there were no other penalties called the entire game until that defensive holding. That was called by the linebacker guarding Cooper Cup on the third down or mm-hmm. or fourth, whatever, third down, I'm pretty sure. They called that. So that gives them the first down. And then you had, they called holding, but then Von Bell in the corner of the end zone hit Cooper Cup. So that was two more penalties. Mm-hmm. And then the very next play pass was the Eli Apple pass interference. So four penalties on back-to-back-to-back plays. And there was two the rest of the game. So as a bank, if I could understand, I thought the holding on Cooper Cup that gave him the automatic first down was definitely a little, <laughs> a little sus. If I'm a Bengals fan, I'm probably not happy with that call. Then at the same time, I'm thinking, well, they shouldn't even have had the lead because uh, Higgins no drug Ramsey down by his face mask, and then they didn't call it, and that was their only points in the second half. So as a person who didn't really have like any you know anything in this i think the officiating kind of sucked for both both teams could have if the rams wouldn't have scored they could have pointed back to that play and been like we shouldn't have lost and then the Bengals did lose they can point to this holding and being like that's kind of bs so at the end of the day i think it kind of screwed both teams yeah so that la- yeah. at the end of the game there where you have the holding that to me wasn't holding um I the the on Cooper was Cup. yeah the interference definitely was interference because he was going to be, get beat for a touchdown which in a way everybody's like oh I you gave you know they're picking on Eli Apple well if he doesn't do that they score on that play anyway so there's certain situations where it's almost better of like hey you're going to get torched or you got beat on a double move you're better almost to grab the guy and just be like okay we'll give you the yards otherwise i'm giving you points um but it felt like that defensive holding that gave him that first down 
I told Josh. And then the very next play, it was like the refs were like, all right, hey, we kept this game going. We gave him the first down. We're calling holding on the Rams on this next play. <laughs> and then Von Bell just happens to try to decapitate Cooper Cup in the corner of the end zone. Which that one there, like if you kind of go back as a Browns fan, if that was me, I'd have kind of been mad about that because, yeah, he hit him, but he didn't like hit him in the head. He hit him like right in the shoulder. And it was right after like the pass had gone through. It wasn't like it was 10 seconds late. So for me, if I was a Bengals fan, I'd probably be upset about that one. There were a lot of a lot of situations throughout the rest of the game before the end of the fourth quarter where I thought the penalties could have been called. Uh, there was that whole fight on the sideline. Yeah, that nothing got people called. People were throwing punches, hitting people yes. with face masks. Not a single flag. I tell you what, that Bengals player who hit Donald is probably... Because up the, until that point, the Rams' pass rush was doing nothing. Yeah, they woke yeah. him up. They they yeah. And from that point on, they sacked him. I think like seven times. Yeah, it was crazy. But I, the fact that there were two penalties the whole game, and they like we talked about before the show, they, they were just letting them play. Yeah, it, they were not calling. There was no no ticky tacky calling whatsoever in that game. And then to get a ticky tack call right at the very end when it looked like the Rams were down to their last play, for me. And again, I didn't have a dog in the fight, but I was like, did the refs really need to go go and get involved now? Right. Like it kind of took, you know, you're sitting there, you're watching the game. It's like, okay, it's down to the last play here. This is huge. Let's see if they can do this. Oh, I guess I don't get to find out. The refs just gave it to them. Right. I didn't like that. Yeah, no, I, I hate games that end where you're talking about the officiating and it kind of felt like there were some things that you could do that with. They definitely let them play. And if you're going to let them play, then you have to let them play the whole time and just be right. like, hey, we, you know, it was a Super Bowl. We were just letting guys go out there and do their thing. Now, the face mask thing, how you don't call that? It's so obvious. Yeah, it is beyond me. It's um, so bad. The, the only thing that I, I told you before the show yeah. Every slow motion, every replay, I mean, it is so blatant. Like, he ripped his face mask. But if you, I saw one replay in live time that I thought, man, it, it was so snap. Like, his, his head turned and it was back. If, if the referees weren't looking right at that second to see his head turn, I, I can understand how they'd miss it. Now, I don't think they're going to be invited back to do another Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, uh, not but, that guy. No. And what's, what's crazy is so, Bengals fans could complain that like the officiating cost them the game at the end, but at the end of the day, they got the ball back, two timeouts, and do they have all their timeouts or at least like two, two of them? That's supposed to be Joe Burrow time. Well, and and it, I'll, I'll just be consistent with what I always say about the Browns too. Like if if you don't want the referees to affect the outcome of the game, play better, score more points. Don't put yourself in a situation where one bad call by the referees can hand the other team the victory. Yep. just don't do it. And be, you, be better. And Joe Burrow made up for their bad line as long as he could. It and it caught up to him. You, their line is so bad. It's going to get that guy killed. For a second there, I thought the Browns weren't going to have to face him next year. <laughs> yeah, I thought oh, he got hurt. that one play. Supposedly yeah. sprained his MCL. I mean, the way they showed him on the ground holding it and screaming into the turf, I was like, I don't yeah. know if he's coming back out. Supposedly he, sp- he played the rest of the game on a sprained MCL. He in the first half, Miller and Donald might as well not have been in the game. They were yeah. pulling a Miles Garrett, and uh, <laughs> then and that then little skirmish on the sideline after that up. moment. I think I saw in like twenty five dropbacks or something like that. From that point, Burrow got sacked seven times. Yeah. yeah. In the last play, it wasn't even a sack because he got rid of it. But yeah, it was, it was basically it was a sack. sack. Yeah. Um. That I mean that line. It basically cost him because if you watch, there's that um, Jamar Chase had Ramsey beat oh. on the last play. He was oh, he toast. beat he kind of beat him all night. No, the, so the, I we don't get to watch Ramsey play that much because they're on the West Coast. I thought he was like Darrell Revis 2.0 or something. He's got dog like all game. Yeah, he's he not got all that great. Yeah, he got beat. He's good. Don't get times. me wrong. He's a good player, but not the height. No, maybe almost, Jamar Chase is just that good. That could be too. Because I mean, I don't know. He got he got beat a lot. He got made look stupid a couple times. Yeah. So yeah. my takeaways from this game: um, happy for Matt Stafford. Um, yep. Glad that you know it worked out for him. He was in Detroit forever. What was it like thirteen years or something like that? He was in Detroit. I can't remember exactly, but um, glad to see him win. Joe Burrow. <laughs> 
he did, uh, you know, his line obviously is awful, and he did what he could, but his game overall wasn't spectacular. If you take away the 75-yard touchdown, he was 21 of 32 for a buck 88. With no touchdowns, right? Yeah, with no touchdowns because Joe Mixon threw yeah, the touchdown. How do you like touchdown. that? How would you like to be Joe Mixon? You're going to throw your first ever pass in the NFL <laughs> in the Super Bowl. I saw the, uh, the stat that said Joe Mixon has more touchdowns in the Super, more touchdown passes in the Super Bowl in the last ten years than Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> nice, I like that. I like that. Um, no, I I was not that impressed with Joe. And the thing is, is I've seen Joe Burrow play really, really well. I know he's good, right? But this game, in this game, the some biggest of the game. balls, see, uh, he threw a couple nice ones, but then other ones looked like they were like fluttering. It just, I don't know. He just d- didn't seem. Uh, now the Rams' defense is is good. good, right? You know what I mean? It's it's good. Well, in the Bengals' O line, I'm. If it's so bad. That second half. I mean, Burrow, there's nothing. There were there were times that you would see a replay kind of from the back judge angle, and you could see, oh, he had a guy open across the middle. But then you look at Burrow, and he's like trying to fend off, you know, three guys coming at him, and yeah, what are you supposed to do? The fact that he made it to a Super Bowl with this line is unbelievable. Yeah, I'm pretty. I, I'm still amazed that they got there <laughs> yeah. with that line. Uh, yeah, I heard Nick Wright was talking to him today, and he said. Bengals lost eight games this year, and they, and they like five of the games they won were made on a field goal as time expired. They really, they weren't like the, a top tier team this year. No, they were not. You know what I mean? Really picked them. They barely won. They, they won the games that they had to in the playoffs to get to Super Bowl. They yep. just they did what they had to do to get there. I mean that's that's what we always say. Just make the playoffs and it anything was, can happen. It was crazy. I was watching the Super Bowl and I was like, this team's in the Super Bowl, and if they played the Browns next week, I think I'd pick the Browns to win. Well, and the thing is, this team was in the Super Bowl. <laughs> and they damn near won. Yeah. So I, I don't it, know. Yeah. It was a crazy NFL season. Now their defense, though, we were talking before the yeah. show. Me and Zach played their phenomenal. their run defense. Wow, I could not believe that the Rams could not run the ball. It was crazy. Well, I'm my like, biggest thing with the Rams that I just don't understand is you had two running backs you used this year that did very well, and Daryl Henderson. Now he's been hurt, and he was just coming back from injury. You know, he was out. I think the last game or two, and he was playing, but he was healthy to play. And then Sony Michelle was your workhorse back for the last half of the season, having huge games because I had him in fantasy football. So I, I mean, he blew up when he finally got the chance. And then Cam Akers comes back from his Achilles injury, and they're just like, "All right, Cam, it's your job again. We're not going to use any of those other guys." That'd be like the Browns going away from Nick Chubb because Kareem Hunt came back, and you were just like, "Ah, no, it's all right. We're going to go with Kareem now." It just didn't make any sense to me of why they went away from what worked so well. Cam Akers, 13 carries for 21 yards. <laughs> it was bad. They couldn't do anything. And he had one run that was an eight-yard run. So he was 12 for twelve for 13 yards, his other 12 carries that he had. Ooh, that's rough. And they won the game. So good for – we'll get into Matthew Stafford. Um, yeah. So obviously Cooper Cup was the MVP of the Super Bowl. So I – I will pose the question, was this the single best season any wide receiver has ever had? Now, you'll have to remind me, Was it the? did he have the most yards? Not in the regular season. Uh, he, no, came, because, he came up short of Megatron. Yeah. Um, so Megatron obviously has the most uh, yards in a season. What about touchdowns? Jerry Rice obviously had crazy seasons. I'd have to look him up. Yeah, I think that the fact of... I'm going to go yes. One, because it's easier for me to really say yes. Like, I saw Calvin Johnson play, but like Jerry Rice, you see all the numbers, but I didn't re- I didn't get to experience Jerry Rice like in his prime, in his prime you know, watching him. Like Cooper Cup right now today, you know, what he did this season, and especially on that last drive where the game is on the line. And they just gave him the ball over time. It well, was his remember game. the Buccaneers game. I mean, he came up big. He caught that pass down the middle where right. you, know, you know that you're the best receiver in the NFL, so you know that the defense for Tampa Bay is gearing up for you, and he still beats him down the middle of the field for the game-winning, you know, to set up the game-winning field goal. Yeah, and there were some plays, too, where he took some big shots, and he's not a big guy. Um, so, I mean, he's one of my favorite guys to watch. 
Um, he ended up with eight catches, 92 yards, two touchdowns on 10 targets. And they it was just a steady feed going to him on that last drive. And he did exactly what he needed to do. Especially they needed him so bad, too, once Odell got hurt. Odell looked good, though. Odell, Odell looked, looked good. good. And, and what, you could tell how much it hurt their offense when he went out. They yeah. couldn't. There was nobody else. They were throwing the ball to their – was it their third string tight end was, yeah. like, the next leading receiver? Uh, what was his name? Bryson Hopkins, Hopkins. yeah. yeah. So, Cooper Cup won the receiving triple crown, Offensive Player of the Year, Super Bowl MVP. Jerry Rice is the only wide receiver in NFL history to do all three of those things an entire career. Cup did it this season in one year. His stats for the year in 21 games, 178 catches, 2,425 yards, 22 touchdowns, NFL regular season receiving triple crown, unanimous all-pro, most catches in a single postseason of 33, NFL Offensive Player of the Year, Super Bowl MVP. That's, yeah, that I was mean, his season. It, I mean, that's that's historic. It is. I, I, I would agree that it's a single best season for a receiver. Yeah, that especially, you know, like I said, that I've seen in my lifetime, there's nobody that I've seen – do what he did this year especially when you consider that he is not one of the he doesn't have another elite receiver on the team taking uh uh attention away from him on the defense i mean robert woods is good but then he was injured early on in the season right then they brought in odell but it took him a few weeks to get up to speed and you know i mean for for a team that doesn't spread the ball around a ton and they hyper target cup for him to still be able to overcome double teams and you know seeing the best man on on the defense covering him all the time yeah i think a lot of people thought him coming in was going to be kind of your jarvis landry type oh he'll have eight nine catches for 40 yards that's not cup's game no he's a beast he does everything you want him to do that short stuff over the middle he can do that you want him to beat you going deep he can do that well and they showed his blocking too yeah, which yeah. is huge it's in the run game. That he's doing, he just had the season. Didn't he just tear his ACL two years ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So that's crazy. Uh. I think it goes to show too. We'll transition this. Then Matthew Stafford is really freaking good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Stafford's and you think good. that you think yeah. the Lions are upset about not having you know their next two first round picks or whatever? I doubt it, because Cooper Cup was good his whole career. He did. Matthew Stafford comes in, he has the arguably the single best season season any receiver has ever had. Oh, by the way, the guy who had bef- has the most yards in the season, Matthew Stafford was the quarterback for that guy too. Yeah. You know That's what true. I mean? And Ovid, Megatron probably could have been successful with just about anybody because he was such a freak. But does he any quit early? Does he have that season if it's not Matthew Stafford? Does Cooper Cup have this season with Jared Goff? No freaking way. Matthew Stafford this year, second QB in NFL history with three game-winning drives in the postseason, highest QBR in the NFL in the fourth quarter of one-score games, 14 passing TDs, zero interceptions in the fourth quarter. So that's interesting because they did say something during the game, during the broadcast. I'm pretty sure they said he he was tied for the most interceptions in the league this year. He gets 17. I think it was Trevor Lawrence was the other. So that just kind of shows that even even though he was turning the ball over uh, that you know with interceptions, the Rams were still saying, "Go, turn it loose, let it rip." You know, you throw a pick, we're going to overcome it. Yeah, I think you kind of saw that with Tom Brady last year with the Buccaneers, where he threw a high, you know, high, high interceptions high, for him. Yeah, for him, and and the Buccaneers were just now keep ripping it, just go throw the ball. Yeah, Sean McVay is a good coach, and he's super young, and there's talks about you know him possibly retiring and doing and he kind of put some of those talks to bed but that guy with Stafford and the weapons that they have and if they can keep that stuff together and they're in LA in this new stadium I mean they're a powerhouse team for the next four or five years so a lot of um, stuff going around on Richard Sherman's you know surprise running his mouth Uh, (laughs) you know saying you know he's He's not dogging Stafford. He's just Dana Orlovsky came out and said he's going to be in the Hall of Fame now with this. And he said he's and Richard Sherman saying he's not a Hall of Famer because he's only no all pros or something and like only one pro bowl or vice versa and never the best quarterback in his during his tenure or whatever. So what do you guys think? Is Matthew Stafford today a Hall of Famer? I mean, I feel like he is. I pulled up the the all-time leader list here. I mean, he's 12th 
all time in yards, passing yards, and all the guys ahead of him are either in the Hall of Fame or will be. I, just based on that stat alone, he now has a Super Bowl win, and I you got to factor in all those years in Detroit where the team was terrible. So it's not the Hall of Very Good. Right. It's the Hall of Fame. So is he in the Hall of Fame right now? I think he's fringe. I think it's the the biggest thing here, which I don't think people understand, is Matthew Stafford's probably going to play another four to six years at least. Well, and at the end of that, I would say he's 100% going to be a Hall of Famer because he's, he's going to finish probably top seven in like yards and touchdowns and all these this stuff plus have a super bowl ring plus be the quarterback for two of the greatest receiving seasons of all time if eli manning is going to get in i think matthew stafford is going to get in mm-hmm. um as of right now i think it's fringe just because i don't necessarily care about all pros and pro bowl the, the pro bowls fan voted you know what i mean like I, I'm not putting any stock in that at all. Now, all pro is voted on by, I don't know if that's by the players or that's more league focused, but I'm not going to punish Matthew Stafford because he played at the same time as Tom Brady mm-hmm. and Aaron Rodgers. Just because you're not as good as Aaron Rodgers doesn't mean you're not still a Hall of Famer. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, and you know Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, I mean, all these guys, Phillip Rivers, all so, these guys play, you know, Matt Stafford, when he was going through the early part of his career, this is who he was playing against. And, and who knows what he would have done if he wasn't in Detroit this whole time. I think that if he has another, <clears throat> I think he's still got four or five years of good football that he can play. Now, barring injuries and stuff like that, if he, if he retired the day, it'd be so close. I'd probably be leaning no right now. But if you, he's playing for the next four seasons he's going to end up being in the top 10 in the categories as like passing yards and touchdown passes and then he's got a super bowl win and he's and his record's going to be good if he's playing in la i think that there'll be enough that he's got a really good chance now like you said with the all pro and like the pro bowl thing who even cares about that anymore that thing's a joke Mm -hmm. um but the all pro like you said it's pretty hard when you've played in your career and some of the quarterbacks that we're talking are all-time greats. Okay, Tom Brady, the greatest of all time. Aaron Rodgers, he may not have the Super Bowl, but he's still one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history, statistically. And he's got a Super Bowl. And then, But you kind of even go back. So, like, Stafford's not a young guy, really, anymore. Like, when he first came into the league, Peyton Manning was still around. You know, all you got a lot of quarterbacks for two All Pro selection spots. Mm-hmm. So there might be a year that you're number three, number four, number five, and you would have been number one back in so and so's era. Right. You know, and I I wouldn't put it past uh, Matthew Stafford to win an MVP award sometime in the next four to six years. Yeah, being in LA, and you got to remember this was his first year there, first year with Sean McVay. Uh, to to go out there when you just got brought in new team you know you were dealing with injuries throughout the year to go win a super bowl that's pretty big and i i think that i mean they're they've already got to be if not the favorites they got to be among the favorites already for next year oh yeah they're definitely for the nfc especially with tom brady Retiring is he retired? I yeah. know there's a few teams. There's some big rumors about teams trying to lure him back in um, to playing, but I mean, you just you just said that, or I forget one of you just said that Joe Mixon had a touchdown pass in the last ten years, more touchdown passes yeah. in the Super Bowl than Aaron Rodgers has. And nobody's saying that Aaron Rodgers isn't going to make the Hall of Fame, right? So <laughs> you know, it, Matthew Stafford, Matthew Stafford did something. Is Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I mean, Matthew Stafford did something more recently than what Aaron Rodgers has done in, you know, recent memory. So, and he and he beat a lot of good teams to get there, you know? So, I, he beat Tom. Yeah. To do it. Did. So, I, I mean, mean. The Niners weren't a cakewalk. No. Yeah, the Niners that beat the other guy that's one yeah. of the greatest of all time. So, I don't know. I, I, I think it... <laughs> He's right on the fringe. I agree. He's I right there. This was definitely a launching point for him toward the Hall of Fame. Now, like we said, he's got he's not he's a got first several ballot. more right. <laughs> we'll he's got several more years to go. Now, if he wins three Super Bowls in the next five years, then three he's more, first ballot. 
now we're having a different conversation. Can yes. you just talk about the game he had too in the Super Bowl where Odell goes out first half. So he's he's missing Odell. He's missing Woods. Mm-hmm. Higby. Higby. They can't run the ball. Right. Yep. And he still wins the Super Bowl. And that it, second interception, right? I mean, right off the hands of your like fifth string receiver. Some people are t- holding those interceptions against him. The one was a, a punt. Yeah. Yeah. He and, was just, and the other one was right off not the hands his of the fault. receiver. Not his fault at all. They didn't affect the game. I mean, the second one affected the game, but it wasn't his fault. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think like that's why you go get Matthew Stafford to relate this to like the Browns. We kind of talked about before this season, should the Browns try to get Matthew Stafford? And all of us said no at the time. Man, oh, we thought we had. We <laughs> thought we had it locked down though. You, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's the that's the difference. Imagine our quarterback in that situation missing. They can't run the ball. And he's missing two of his top th- th- three of his top four targets. I don't have to imagine. I just have to remember. Yeah, and he still leads the game-winning drive. Oh, I know oh, that it, situation. Yeah, that didn't and happen. you knew too. Like there was like four and a half minutes, and you're like, "This is it. This is this is it. They got to score on this one." And he just gets it done. It's yeah. just I don't know. I've I'm a, I've been a big fan of his for a long time, and that that um that was a good move by them yeah well we said both teams in the super bowl had implications for the browns i mean you look at the Bengals. when you know and in, in the drafting process this is our guy you go take your guy both with joe burrow and jamar chase yeah now the lo- offensive line issues obviously caught up to them in the super bowl but i still think they're pretty happy with taking jamar chase yep i'd say they so. will i think they're pretty happy with that they'll yeah, address they'll the offensive line, line yeah because they got year. a wide receiver for the next 12 years yeah yeah, no, uh, the interesting thing, kind of last couple of things, some qu- quick facts, um, records that were kind of set during the game, some numbers. Um, the Bengals only had three drives of more than 26 yards in the entire game. They only had three drives. One was a 75-yard yeah. touchdown, then they had a 59-yard drive and a 75-yard drive. So that's some quick things. Um, the Rams are the fifth team ever to win a Super Bowl while losing the turnover battle. So fifth ever team to do that. Um, another inter- interesting stat. So we talked about how bad that Bengals O line is. The pass rate or pass rush uh, win rate for the Rams in this game eighty two percent. They won eighty two percent of the time when they rushed the passer in this game. So like I, I don't know if we we're gonna if we're kind of talking about it as much as Cooper Cup deserved the MVP. Aaron Donald kind of won that game on the defensive side of just like taking absolutely the game. He wrecked everything that the Bengals wanted to do. Now he was helped because the O-line, their O-line sucked, but <laughs> Aaron Donald was, but he was all, didn't do anything in the first half. Didn't do anything in the first half. So I, that they had zero QB pressures in the first half. Man, that there, that there, tells me Cooper Cup is the MVP but if you look Cooper Cup didn't do anything in the first half either mm. he had a touchdown other than his touchdown he had four oh, he had four oh, he had four oh, he had four <laughs> catches coming he had four catches coming into the fourth quarter I believe no the, the Rams offense was putrid once Odell went out oh, honest to God Odell was possibly on his way to being MVP before he got hurt he was having himself a game he really was yeah, turf monster got him. Yeah, yeah right. I I know there's Brown fans out there that who don't like Odell for whatever reason. I feel crazy bad for the guy. Hey, you got a ring. Yeah, yes. but but he might be done. Yeah, who back kn- to I back mean, major. I mean, he's pretty much knee. out for all next, next year. year. Mm-hmm. He may be a postseason run if a team signs him, but he's I think he's a free agent. Yeah. So who's going to get? Nobody's going to give him money. He's going to have to decide. Do I take? way less money go try to go to a contender and win like i did this year but nobody's gonna pay a guy who's coming off back-to-back acl on the same surgeries to be the same guy who's now how he's gonna be what 30 it'll be 29 ish okay i thought i didn't know if he was 30 30. he's still young but yeah so we're super young but young enough yeah, so I nobody's just he's not going to get paid to be a number one anywhere, or no. maybe even a number two anymore. 
I saw. I think I saw a thing like the Chiefs would be the best fit for him. Which if he can come back and play, and go to the Chiefs, that'd be scary. Um, but Good yeah, luck, Odell. Uh, so do we have anything we need to talk about as far as DraftKings today? Absolutely, we right. do. But so since football's over, this might interest you, especially with being a Cavs fan. The latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. It's too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It is that simple. Sportsbook is not available in your state yet. You can still take your shot at a big payday. Everybody can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. I have not done a whole lot of basketball Daily Fantasy recently, but man, there was a few years back where I was... Four or five lineups every night. Nice. Every nice. night. Winning winning money, losing money, winning money. It was, I don't know. It was right? just fun. Made all the games super yeah, interesting. Some... And didn't matter which game was on. I'm watching saying, okay, I got this guy in this lineup, this guy, this guy. Okay. Pass the ball to him. Yeah. Right. You guys, you guys know how fantasy Oh, yeah. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Cool beans. Cavs needed the all-star break. <laughs> two two losses heading yeah. in, and to be honest, didn't look good in either game. Offensively against the Hawks, we looked okay. We but, came but late, back against the Pacers twice. Yeah. Lately, we, we our defense seems to only be there sometimes. We were the number one defense in the league. We're still probably top two or three now, but last couple of games, we're not playing any defense, and the offense is just stand around and watch the guy with the ball. And Jetty Osman... I, you love I, to hate him. Uh, I it, know when the Cavs aren't playing well because or in a game because Blake starts posting on Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Exciting things, exciting things. Uh, big weekend for us here in Ohio. Yeah, I if mean, if you're gonna going to be in the Cleveland area, it's going to be it's going to be awesome. It'd be you'd see a lot of stars out and about at the bars, stuff like that. Because I mean, they're going to be in town probably Thursday. I think through LeBron's already in town Sunday, so. So if you're up if you're up there, send some pics in to uh to us. We'll post them on our, our Facebook page and stuff because it's a pretty big uh weekend for Cleveland. Yep. And I think it's gonna be really sweet. I I told myself I was gonna go to some of these festivities whenever I found out that we were hosting, and then I found out the price for the festivities. Yeah. <laughs> and then I said, Well, I guess I'll just watch from my TV. Right. <laughs> the dogs podcast isn't paying that much. <laughs> <laughs> for you guys, I just went over a yeah. two month long contract negotiation. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm set for life. I'm retiring from my day job, everything. <sighs> Good for you, man. Good for you. Uh so I had a couple other things we we're gonna talk about. We're gonna skip to the end here. Um the last thing before before we wrap it up, I saw an interesting thing on Twitter today, so I wanted to talk about it on the show. Do we think Joe Bur- Burrow makes it back to a Super Bowl? Because a lot of people, once the game was done, saying Joe Burrow's great, he'll be back. That's ask Dan Marino. It's not. That's not a guarantee. You know that dude made it to one and never went back. So the the stat that I saw was each of the last sixteen QBs to lose in their Super Bowl debut have never made it back to the big game. And these QB: Jimmy Garoppolo, Jared Goff, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, Colin Kaepernick, Rex Grossman, Matt Hasselbeck, Donovan McNabb, Jake Daylight coming to got a Delhomme. Rich Gannon, Kerry Collins, Steve McNair, Chris Chandler, Drew Bledsoe, Neil O'Donnell, Stan Humphreys. Those guys made it to the Super Bowl, uh, lost, and then never, never made it back. back. <sighs> the, my initial reaction hearing that list, and I'd ha- obviously have to hear it again, um, but I, I feel like most, if not all of those guys, were not in their second year when they lost their Super Bowl. So that's not the takeaway I took from it. Okay. The takeaway I took away from this was, of these... 16 quarterbacks other than maybe Matt Ryan um, in in Kaepernick at the time, their teams made it to the Super Bowl not because of them. Like they were almost – like Rex Grossman got drugged to the Super Bowl. He was so bad. I don't know if you guys remember Rex Grossman. Oh, yeah. yeah. For Rex, the Bears. Yeah, for yep. the Bears. He was, he was terrible. You know um, – Wait, you, you said other than who? Peyton Manning beat him. Uh Matt Ryan, 
Kaepernick, and then Cam Newton. I was gonna say Cam Newton Cam had Newton that in the MVP in that crazy season. season. Yeah, but a, a lot. What I think they a lot of these quarterbacks. What a lot of these quarterbacks have in common is the team. They weren't the reason their team made it to the Super Bowl. Other Kaepernick, they probably were. Cam Newton, they definitely were. But then those two fell off a cliff so fast. Mm. You know what I mean? And then um, and Matt Ryan was kind of already old when he made it. And so now, and then the team got blown up after that. So Joe Burrow is kind of the reason the Bengals made it to the Super Bowl. So I don't see him falling off of a cliff. A lot of the I mean, 13 of those 16 guys who, you know, Matt Hasselbeck, I know he's, he's okay, but he's not great. Um, Jake DeLome, you know, we, Jimmy G. We I would know, say current day Jimmy G. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like Jimmy G made it to the Super Bowl, not because Jimmy G took him to the Super Bowl, but because the team around him was really good. So it's not as surprising that those guys never made it back. I would be. I think Joe Burrow is going to have a tough road, not necessarily because the Bengals, but because of everything around him in the AFC. I mean, Mahomes, Allen, Lamar, Herbert. Um, you know the Patriots and Mac Jones. Hopefully, the freaking Browns. Aaron Rodgers on the Steelers. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like the AFC is loaded. It really it's is. Lo- it's hard to get it to. I mean, there's 32 teams. In the league, and only one can win the Super Bowl every year. It only two it make it hard. Yeah, only two make it. It's very difficult. That's why what Tom Brady did in New England was so just otherworldly because it just does not happen. You do not see a team go to the Super Bowl that many times and win that many times. It just doesn't happen. It's it's just not a guarantee. Like, and I think we're going to get into this in the after hours. So if you're interested, you know, check it out. Yeah, but. I think it's why you have to be aggressive when you're in your window because it's not it's not a given. Dan Marino is arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He made it to one. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's not it's not a shoe in that, that just because you're really good you get back. Aaron Rodgers is going to go down. People think he's the greatest for some reason. He hasn't been to a Super Bowl in ten years. Mm-hmm. Joe Mixon has more touchdown passes in the last decade <laughs> right. in the Super Bowl than him. So it's will I be shocked? If he, you're not shocked if he doesn't make it, but I think he he'll make more. But if he doesn't, I'm not 100 percent shocked. I'm not gonna be. Sh- I wouldn't be shocked by it when you got to play in the same conference as Justin Herbert, who's 22. So he's. I mean, Joe Burrow is not just Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow get compared a lot. Joe Burrow is two years older than Justin Herbert. You know, he's the same age as Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. So it's not like this thing where he's like, oh, well, you know, they're a little bit older. No, they've been in the league a little bit longer, but they're the same age. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's a he's an older young quarterback um, just years-wise. You still got, like, Lamar Jackson who might have a two- or three-year window of still being good that you have might have to see in the playoffs. You know, so you got him as an added name, Herbert, Allen, Mahomes, who knows, you know, the rookies that are going to come up in the next couple of years. There's going to be other guys that are going to be. So I would not be surprised. And by all accounts, it seems like Deshaun Watson's probably staying in the AFC. Yeah. So you got him. You got him. He's 25. Mm-hmm. So he's, I mean, he's the same age as Joe. I mean, he's a year older than Joe Burrow. So there's a bunch. And you got to take it into, the, into a fact of what division he plays in. Yeah. And look at that. another young guy, too, like Trevor Lawrence. Baker Mayfield. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Had to throw it in there. Now, Joe can't beat him. Yeah, he can't. I say a lot of things about Baker, but he's beat Joe every time. Right. See? And it does seem like the teams that lose the Super Bowl... They struggle. They just drop the the years after. Not just the next year, but years after. There's players and things that like there. You could say that the Bengals, like we've talked about the Brown Super Bowl window. Well, the Bengals have theirs here for the next couple of seasons to get back because Jamar Chase is only on a rookie contract for so long, and T. Higgins, T. Higgins is only on a rookie contract for so long, and Joe Burrow. You know, so eventually you gotta get you, you gotta pay certain people. And Cincinnati's not a huge market. And their owners are cheap historically. Yeah. So it's also a team that I, mean, I wish him the best, though, even though he's in their division and stuff like that. I'm a Joe Burrow fan. I got no problems so, with Joe Burrow and the fact he plays on the Bengals. Right. And <laughs> screw the Bengals. <laughs> I mean, how many years was it since their last playoff win? Been a while. It had been, they were the longest ones, I think, right? 
Yeah, I think I think it was this us. Season, it was year. us, yeah. So, I mean, historically, they don't have a great track record of getting to the playoffs and winning playoff games. It, so. It'll be interesting to see how they go because, I, like Zach said, I think they're definitely in their window. So that, are they aggressive this offseason with – do they go out and address the offensive line and maybe add like a couple studs up? That's really all they're missing. And I'm still not, I still don't know if Zach Taylor's like a great coach, but they just signed him to like a five year extension. Yeah. So he's sticking around. I, I, I mean, I don't know if he's a bad coach, but I don't know if he's a good coach. I think somebody said, I was watching uh, ESPN today and they said he's clearly the fourth best coach in his own division. Yeah, they signed up, they signed him. Jim Harbaugh got a big extension today five-year extension to stay at Michigan. <sighs> That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy because everything was looking like he was on his way out. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I think they got it. The, this year was almost lightning in a bottle. I mean, the division Joe Burrow plays in, the Ravens finished in fourth this year, and at one point this year were eight and three. Yeah. You know what I mean? If this the, year was crazy. If the Steelers get a quarterback – and then they're in the same bucket or boat as the the Bengals. Get a quarterback and then the a couple line. couple linemen, and they're going to be tough. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bengals could easily go from Super Bowl to last in the division. A hundred percent. As much as we could say, we could see them. You know, being a tough team next year. Could also see them being the last place team in the division because good teams are going to lose because somebody's got to lose. Yeah, and I think. Well, you I play mean, six games a year, and you're in your own division Mm -hmm. that really all six teams could beat that. Like you're not looking like, Oh, they get to play the jets twice and they're going to (laughs) play the giants and you know, these, it's not the NFC least. Yeah. These crappy teams you are like, well, we're at least going to win, you know, four games out of those six and not guaranteed in our division. No, the Browns, if the Browns get even okay, quarterback play from whoever's on the team next year, they're going to be super tough to beat. We won eight games this year with abysmal quarterback play. Mm. Fifth worst in the league, I believe. Yes. So if we can just get okay quarterback play, we're going to be tougher to beat. Um, you got to think the Ravens aren't going to have 40 injuries again. You know, the Steelers are going to have somebody at quarterback who's not a geriatric. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the division's only going to get tougher, I think, next year. So I don't know. We'll We'll see what they do. I don't know if I feel like we were fair to the Bengals, so hopefully their fans won't get too mad at us for this segment. Um, I just think it's not going to be an easy road. I'm not saying they will be last next year. I'm just saying with the way this division is, it's – possible any one of us could finish last next year because mm-hmm. of how competitive it's going to be oh absolutely yep so well that was kind of you know our rundown of the super bowl everything from commercials to is joe burrow going to make it back so i feel like we covered just about everything you could possibly cover for I the think super we bowl. did it yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and we did it in an hour good for us um <laughs> So thanks for being with us again. Thanks for being with us all football season. Uh, it's been a ton of fun. This was our second full football season doing the podcast, um, and we love doing it. We're over 100 episodes now. We couldn't do this without you guys. Um, Zach would never have got this new contract extension if it wasn't for you guys. <laughs> so we really appreciate you guys being here with us for the entire football season. It's been awesome. We're going to take this thing into the off season, and I've said season a million times. Uh, <laughs> but we're, you know, if you guys want to talk some some Cavs, if you guys are Cavs fans, let us know because I love talking about them right now. Um, like I said. You know, in the opening, at the beginning, draft players, free agents. We're going to get into all that stuff. So if you guys have things you want to talk about, comments on the videos, drop voicemails, dogspodcast.com, tap leave voicemail, um, leave us intros. Uh, if you like extra episodes, the After Hours episodes, guys, are tons of fun. We've talked about everything from Star Wars to horror movies to last week was with Kenny Mack. We was all business about the Browns. I mean, it's just a little bit of everything on there. It's been a ton of fun. So if that's kind of more your jive, jump into the Patreon. Um, Everybody in there seems to really like it. It's a ton of fun. So for all you guys who are members of the Patreon, we'll see you on the After Hours. And to everybody else, we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast and become an official Dog Pack member and join the dogs.com.
credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.